Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, with summer temperatures ramping up, we're all firing up our AC to make sure we stay nice and cool. Summer, of course, can also bring blackouts with all the extreme usage of power going on. The question then is, what are we doing to keep the possibility of those outages at a minimum to have a far less impact? Con Carroll with the Washington Examiner has some thoughts on what could keep us from falling into those rolling blackouts. This is another one of those, can we get out in front of a problem before it becomes a crisis moments? Uh, Con, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Boyd. Awesome. Hey, you were featured in a video for the Washington Examiner this week uh, talking about some of these grid issues. So let's start just with that. What are some of the things that we should be thinking about that clearly we're not uh, when it comes to the power grid and what's going to happen this summer? Yeah. So the electricity industry is flashing red lights trying to get our attention. The, the North American Electricity Reliability Corporation put out a study last month that predicted that 66 percent of the country is going to experience some type of blackouts this month. And they identified a couple of reasons why. Uh, one, they identified there are some weather problems. So there's, there's drought out there in the West. I don't have to tell you guys that. Um, this causes uh, less hydroelectric power for dams. But in the Midwest, it also makes it harder for power plants to cool themselves down. So there are power plants that are natural gas or coal or some other um, power source, but they need water to cool down. And because the rivers are low, they don't have the water they need to cool down. So that's one problem with the weather. But the other problem is that there just are a bunch of power plants that use fossil fuels, whether it's natural gas or coal, that are coming offline because of environmental regulations and taxes and things like that. And the grid, particularly in the Midwest, is losing 3.2 gigawatts of power due to these perfectly fine power plants going offline this summer. And that's the big worry is that with all this power leaving the grid for basically no good reason, we're just going to have a lot less of it and therefore a greater chance of blackouts. So you mentioned this uh, this report from the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, or NERC. I guess everything's got to have an acronym, right? Uh, yeah, it does, absolutely. <laughs> and NERC is a nonprofit organization, and uh, but it does uh, put out some important information in terms of this. Uh, as you mentioned, it's sort of the flashing red light uh, to the Biden administration in terms of uh, where things are and what could be preview of uh, not so pleasant coming attraction. Uh, what's happening inside the administration and is anything happening on the congressional side in terms of how do we get out in front of this? 
Well, on the congressional side, you'd hope uh, Republicans would be calling hearings and trying to get some type of answers from the White House on this. But what you have instead is you have Biden appointees in the FERC, Federal Election Electoral Regulatory Commission, saying that, you know, this transition is going to have some pain involved and people just need to get used to it. Um, and, you know, for them, they talk about a transition, but it's really a question of how painful that transition has to be. Like, we all know we have to transition away from some of these power sources, but do we have to do it all in one summer when the result will be blackouts? Mm. Uh, and I think that's a, an interesting thing to, to start uh, is, is start to extrapolate that out a little bit in terms of how that actually impacts uh, especially the poor and the most vulnerable who, you know, when we talk about heat waves and, and uh, blackouts and rolling brownouts, uh, they're often the ones that uh, end up suffering the most. Oh, they absolutely, all, absolutely always are. You know, uh, when you look at some of these more wealthier neighborhoods, they are the ones who are going to have generators who run on gas, a fossil fuel, ready to go to back up their houses, back up their refrigerators. Um, and a lot of these people have, you know, whether or not be uh, medicines that they need to keep cold in the refrigerator or some type of breathing device that needs power. There are a lot of bad things that can go really, really long quickly when we don't have electricity. Yeah. So as you look at the, what the administration can do uh, from that standpoint, what uh, are there any rumblings coming out of the administration in terms of, hey, we, we may need to do something uh, to tweak this rolling into summer? So far, not. You know, um, you know, Biden recently had an announcement about uh, solar panels and trying to get them into the country more. But bringing in solar panels from China or lending more money for solar panel manufacturers here to build more, that's not going to help us this summer. <laughs> if, you, if you bring in a solar panel from China now, it's going to take a couple months, a couple years to get hooked up to the grid. We need power now. And the thing is, the power is already online. We already have uh, – power stations that are online and they're just being disconnected from the grid because of regulatory uh, and tax reasons. And we could provide those power companies relief to keep those uh, power plants online, but there isn't a political will to do it in the Biden administration because they want to have this transition to a zero emission economy as fast as possible. Yeah. And is this something, uh, you know my feelings about executive orders. Is this is this one of those uh, that the the president could do uh, by executive order? Uh, you mentioned that there doesn't seem to be any political will to to do that uh, in Congress right now. But is there any hope on the horizon in terms of hey, here's here's a at least a glide path for this uh, at least for the next year? Well, uh, you know I'm not a uh FERC lawyer, I've not looked into the exact <laughs> regulations into this, but I, I would assume if, if the danger is as high as rolling blackouts, I, I would assume that would empower, you know, trigger something that exists in federal law already that allow them to suspend um, some of these environmental regulations, at least for a couple months. Yeah. And as you uh, watch this, Con, is there anything else we should be watching for or anything we should be looking at in terms of indicators uh, that might uh, mean we got some movement on this? Yeah, I mean, I think just pay attention to your power company and the regulators. I mean, they, they usually do see these things coming, even if the Biden administration is choosing to stick their head into the sand. Uh, you know, you can, as an individual, do more to just prepare yourself to be resilient, which, unfortunately, we may have to all do. Yeah, and is there any uh, projection forward in terms of uh, what this would do if, if uh, these uh, particular plants go offline uh, because of the regulatory scheme? Uh, in terms of what that does in terms of inflation and the actual cost that all of us, uh, and especially the the poor and the most vulnerable, will be paying as we go through the summer? 
Oh, absolutely. Well, on, a, on a separate matter, there have been a whole bunch of natural gas pipelines that have been slowed down or shut down altogether under Biden's watch, either because of EPA regulations or not defending them in court. And uh, pipelines matter. I mean, uh, you know, the Democrats will say, oh, they shut down the Keystone Pipeline. It doesn't produce anything. But oil or natural gas stuck in the ground doesn't do you any good if you can't get to the power plants. Um, and so you're going to see natural grass prices really spike this summer. And, of course, that's going to end up hitting all of us in electricity bills. All right. Con Carroll from the Washington Examiner. He's the commentary editor there. Uh, Con, always appreciate your perspective. Uh, this is one we're all going to feel as the temperatures continue to rise. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you, Boyd. All right. Again, that's Con Cal- C- Carroll. Uh, he's the commentary editor at Washington Examiner. And uh, so this is one of those where, again, I I think we're all on board in terms of how do we get to that green energy so that we can be better stewards of the environment, that we can deal with climate. Uh, And we have to figure out what the glide path is. Uh, And clearly we're going to be in a summer where there's going to be some significant challenges. Uh, We know because of drought conditions, especially here in the West, uh, that that's going to really limit the hydroelectric plants. Uh, in terms of what they're producing. Uh, Khan mentioned, and I thought was uh, really astute, in terms of what that means for the Midwest of the country, in terms of uh, them being able to cool uh, some of their plants there. Uh, And the bottom line, though, is, look, there are things that can be done to create the kind of glide path I think we all agree that we need. Uh, Trying to go too far too fast uh, is going to, create a lot of suffering. It's going to increase the cost uh, as you take some of these uh, plants off the grid. And again, they're taking them off. They're already functioning. They're already working. Um, but it's the regulatory regime that that is inflicting that. And so we just have to be careful uh, of how we go about it. I think we can all get to the right result. Uh, how we do it matters. And we have to make sure that in our rush to uh, to alleviate some problems that we don't create a whole host of others downstream. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.